You're listening to the Auburn Express. Powered by the War Report. All aboard the AM departure from platform 334, the Auburn Express. We're running on time and expecting no hiccups. Doing the work, hard work, to bring you the best Auburn sports content you'll find anywhere. What's up, World War family? We are back with another great edition of the Auburn Express podcast, powered by the War Report. You guys know what time it is. Joining me for the Mike and Memes podcast is Auburn Memes. Check him out on Twitter, at Auburn Memes. Uh, he, he's the leader of the meme blast. Uh, uh, he got blocked. You got blocked, Memes, by... Uh, who blocked you? Southeast Louisiana, Louisiana. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yes. Great work there, man, whenever the opposing team's official Twitter account blocks you. Uh, also joining me today is Pablo Escobarner. Look, he's been blocked by some prominent accounts as well, too. <laughs> been out here trolling for Auburn Twitter quite a while. Guys, thanks for joining me. Let's jump right in. Auburn plays New Mexico State in football. Now, quick note. Hugh Freeze played New Mexico State last year as the coach of Liberty and lost that game. Pretty much a year to the, almost a year to the day, right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Like, fans are using that, Pablo, as a kind of like a, hey, we can't overlook this team. This coach lost this. I I don't think Auburn is any serious, like, danger of losing this game. But but how significant is what happened at New Mexico State last year? I'm not moved. I'm not moved by it because then you equate yourself with Liberty and I can't do that to myself. (laughs) So I got a, I got a crazy, this is not a thing. Like why did you hire a coach for Liberty then? (laughs) Well, no, I'm saying as a, as a program and a team and a roster, like, like that's the circumstances being different. Like I get why you make fun of it, but at the same time, like, I refuse to believe there's remote chance that they lose this game, even though the analytics will make it a little scary compared to yeah. the Vegas line. Cause it's like half of the point spread. Like when you look at, look at it from that way, but yeah, I mean, you remember the first game of the year, we got to scout both of the teams that were going to be in our non-conference slate between UMass and yeah, New true. Mexico state and UMass beat them. So we saw how that went. So I'm, I no, no other okay. alternative is acceptable. Absolutely I love not. it. I not love moved. It. I got- they're, they're going to be I got they're a, beneath you. <laughs> I got an angle on this for Pablo here. So the spread for Auburn and Liberty last year against New Mexico State is the same at 24 points. Same line, yep. Wow. Now, now, here's the fun fact, too, and this is crazy. I think this is a record. When Liberty lost that game last year, they were favored by 24 points, and I think they ended up losing it by, uh, hold on, like 30-something? Yeah, it was like more than the spread the other 35. way. 35. 35 points. So it was a 50, including the spread is like a 59 point loss differential, which is like, I I think that's for college football, the largest margin of loss, including a spread like ever. If I think, I think you're right. right. Yeah, Yeah. I think you're right. Which is crazy. Now look, um, New Mexico state, let's talk about the significance of this game for the opponent, right? They have uh, Jacksonville State and Liberty left on the schedule, fellas. Um, they are in Conference USA, I believe. And uh, Liberty leads that conference uh, with an undefeated record, actually. So uh, 
they have a chance to figure some things out going to the last game of the season versus Liberty and essentially what look what's looking like it's going to be a battle for for the conference. Um, again, Jacksonville State is actually in conference as well, so they have two conference games left. They beat Jacksonville J- JSU. Uh, you know, it's going to be a showdown with Liberty there to see who wins it. Uh, Auburn has built some what I'll call momentum going into this offensively. Uh, big talk has been about quarterback play. Peyton Thorne playing a lot better than he did to start the season. Um, his detractors will say that the opponents matter. They've not been good opponents. Um, statistically, that is factual. They have not been great. Um, what do you, <laughs> what do we think about it? What can Auburn learn from a game like this? Like, what, what do they hope to accomplish, Pablo? Like, is 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 it just blow them out and get your starters in, or you know, what do you, if you got the Iron Bowl next week? You know, they don't get caught look get caught looking ahead here, do they? No, I don't think so. I mean, I, th- I think you do. You approach it just like I mean, coming off of Vandy and Mississippi State. I mean, as far as FBS and Arkansas, honestly, for that matter, like as far as FBS schools go, I mean, against a schedule that we're going to play in, you know, any given year, you're not going to get much worse than that. So, I mean, I don't, I don't think they're going to view that in really any different than playing like Vandy, you know, is even though it's not a conference game. Mm. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think you just got to come out. You got to start fast. You got to do exactly what you've been doing the last three weeks and approach it in that exact same way. Yeah. Memes jump in here, man. What This game, like it's going to be a snoozer, is it not? I think the game time. What was it? What was the start time? Three o'clock. Three o'clock game. Yeah, like <laughs> three o'clock in Jordanier. Yeah, I don't think this is one that you like necessarily are going to get better from from like an on the field deal. I don't know if because I mean you saw that with Sanford. Everybody was like, "Oh, look out, Peyton Thor did against Sanford." That did not translate. Yeah, for weeks to him getting better. So, <laughs> right. yeah, when you play teams like that and you play well, it's not like it really. X's and O's wise, reps wise, whatever you want to call it, you get better. What it's really going to do is be a confidence builder. And that's where I think a lot of people thought it would help with Peyton. Obviously did not. I think things are a lot different now than they were then. So I think really what it's got to be is this is a game that everybody's got to stay healthy. Everybody's got to stay. Everybody's got to have fun. Just execute on all levels of the ball Mm. to just really go and really solidify that four game winning streak kind of having that head like why not us going in the iron bowl and you take care of business quickly and early in this game let your starters rest a little bit let them sit on the bench on a high note while your second string goes in there and cleans up that's going to be the big thing on this one i'd love to see holden Gurner get some throws guys yeah that's you- i know i want to i want to jump out on them and let like Holden, Jeremiah Cobb, like I want them to play like a lot of football in this game. Like that would that yeah. would be cool to see. And I don't want to see I don't want to see Thorne in the second half. I agreed. I don't agreed. want to see him. Get, get Thorne, get Thorne two full quarters, and then Robbie Holden, I don't care. Both of them, one of them, just let them close the game out however they see fit. But yeah. let them throw the ball. Whether it be Robbie right. or Holden, like quit right. doing this run the ball stuff, like Completely different packages and offense. Like, yeah, yeah. let him go yeah. out there and we'll, play. We'll run the offense. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Let them, let them, let them play with the, let them play with their arms. The game, the game's going to be out of hand if they throw a pick or something. It's just going to, it's going to be something they can learn from. But like, you know, if you're up by three or four touchdowns, let them, let them do the thing out there. Let them go out there and run it and get some good reps in, and let Peyton and the other starters get some rest. And like I said, going that Iron Bowl with some momentum. 
Yeah, you know, guys, I'd love to break this game down statistically and get into the nitty gritty of what Auburn has to do here, but uh, it's well, put the, let's go put the yeah, let's <laughs> right, put the listeners yeah. asleep. That's that's, that's a bedtime podcast. Yeah, right? I'd rather pivot to something way more interesting, which is uh, kind of what these these games are going to have in terms uh, the effect they're going to have in terms of recruiting. Auburn is starting to build recruiting momentum, and if you missed the big news, Jimbo Fisher. Got the left foot of fellowship by the Texas A&M Board of Regents. They booted him out the door uh, with a whole bag of money, uh, which made me say it made me sad for a second, guys. Like seventy six million dollars, do a bad job, nah, get chill a bag. out, Mike. Made <laughs> do you a bad sad. job, get a bag. Yeah, it made me sad. I was just like, why can't I get fired for seventy six million dollars? Oh. Um, I, yeah, I think he's being facetious. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, I was about to say we don't we don't shed tears for Jimbo. Uh, no, no, no. I'm not sad for I'm not sad. I'm sad for me, right? Because he's not going to share his buyout money with me. Uh, but I'll tell you what, uh, Texas A&M may be sharing their recruits with everybody else after this. Uh, look, man, it, it it is being talked about in Auburn circles right now, guys. Cam Coleman um, initially committed to Jimbo Fisher and Texas A&M. Uh, I personally think that's in doubt. Now that you fire the coach, uh, so we'll see if they can hold that together. Does the NIL money fly around? Like, do they have enough NIL money to hold this class together? I mean, I would imagine so. Yeah, yeah, I I, I would imagine. Yeah, if it came down to NIL money holding holding the class together, I'm sure that they're not hurting for that. It's just gonna it's gonna be a matter of if they want to just go and sign up for something that's new that they haven't been recruited to this whole time. Like that's right. the, that's the key. Cause you can get in L money anywhere, you know? So I don't think they're going to be throwing any bigger bags for certain recruits than most other programs or suitors. Sure. So yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be the staff and those relationships and thing. And if, if they'll stay intact or not. Was it, was it, wasn't that a little cruel that they literally had a check for $176 million donated at halftime <laughs> on the, of on the, the game, game the day on the game that you fired the coach? It's like, we got right. all this money. <laughs> they like presented his bio check. Oh, half of this is for you, buddy. All right. And then, and, and then they, and then and they stated the that that's the exact place that that money come from. That's, I mean, that's amazing. Remember, that's remember, when, remember when that happened with the Nevels and like the, the Harson scandal week? Yeah. Yeah. It was yeah. like, when I was trying to like fire Harson and all of a sudden it's like this benefactor rolls down. It's like, Hey, we're going to huh, name the figure, arena. Eight figure yeah. lump sum. Yeah. Which obviously like was not related whatsoever, but the optics were just like, Oh yeah, like you, had, you hadn't heard like no official Auburn account tweets anything for like four or five days over this like weekend of like everybody's in the edge of your seat. Harson's in Mexico. What's about to happen? And all of a sudden, it's like we want to thank the Nevels, <laughs> and it's like, oh, this can't be. Oh, wow, wow, yeah, that was yeah, that was crazy. Just well, if, wait, wait, give that like two or three days to announce it next time. Well, there's going to be a ripple through recruiting when it's happening sure. again, kind of coming this back to Auburn, right? Like uh, Auburn has a chance to bolster their recruiting class down the stretch here. Um, not only. Yeah. With some of the things that are happening, um, uh, Mississippi state fired Zach Arnett as well. It's that season, right? Where guys are getting fired and uh, man, I don't, I don't, I I'm iffy on Billy Napier. <clears throat> and yeah, that class is falling apart. Yeah, I mean, didn't Auburn take Jamonte Waller from them already? Yep, already. Yeah, yeah, he, uh, last yeah, week. yeah, a few days ago. He Georgia, and then, and, and Georgia uh, got that dude today. Georgia got a got a day, and then they yep. got the uh, like fringe five star cornerback flip from Florida to Texas the same day Waller. I believe it's the same day Waller did. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, not a bad time yeah. to be winning games for sure in terms right. of recruiting. Yeah, and I think there might be another player who is on the fence to going somewhere else. So, because I mean, Napier had that like I think they were like third in the SEC, fifth in the country type situation. Yeah, so it's kind of yeah. like all right, you don't fire him. He's it's the second year. He's he's got the big dogs coming in. That's what really matters. It's a rebuild. But like with the record he's got and how they've looked on the field, and guys just falling out of there like crazy like you gotta you know, with all the money and all the changes coming in i mean we're in unprecedented times for just like the presence for this stuff like two sec i don't know if that's ever happened for, no, there's no way that's two, ever happened two sec like the, coaches, both coaches yeah from the same right. and, and not not for a cause either just out right that's a wild and it's like how that's kind of getting normalized now and like i guess that's just because early signing day and transfer portal in december it's like you just have no time to waste but then you got to wonder like the coaches you're probably going to replace these guys with are playing for big bowls or yep playoffs and take a beat yeah Yeah. had to kick that can down the road and i mean florida's class like (laughs) it'll stay intact mostly you know as long as they just keep lagway and you know most of those guys are probably in in for good anyway but yeah it wouldn't surprise me if they dropped another one or two because i mean that's just the nature of how those things go like once you see a couple other dudes do it, and if you're on the fence, you're like, okay, well, the, you know, I'm not the first one now, so mm-hmm. you can go ahead and do that. But yeah, I mean, they'll still end up finishing with a really, really high class, I would imagine. Especially yeah, they're fifth right now, Pablo. In there. Like yeah, even fifth. with the decommits, right? Yeah, yeah, they're fifth yeah. in the I mean, country. They, they've got a really good class, and it's if I'm not mistaken, quantity wise, they still got some spots, especially now to catch up and maybe still surpass some people, depending on how they finish up on their own yeah. end. Yeah, right. But now, optics wise, that's the crazy thing about it. Like you're right up before signing day, you lose the guys. Like every, that's all anybody's talking about, not the fact yeah. that you're still fifth in the country. <laughs> yeah, nah, <laughs> that's just a, a weird point. spot to be. Yeah, I'll tell you this, right? Like, so right now, Auburn has is ranked 16th overall per 247, and they are the ninth ranked class in the conference. But that, I mean, and, and it's similar to Florida, even being at five, it's it's a quantity thing. Like, look at all the teams that's going to be up above them. They almost all of them have four or five more commits than Auburn does right now. Yeah, for sure. But, uh, but Mike, ca- for the I'm listeners, though, Texas and o- I'm, I'm yeah, counting Texas saying. and Oklahoma as well, too. Yeah, that's because they're, they're going to be in conference next year. So yeah, I mean, Oklahoma has 28 commits right now. Like, that's that's yeah. insane. It's nine more people. Is that how many we have right now? 16? Uh, 18. 18. 18. So, yeah, I mean, it's nine more kids. That's crazy. Because going back to Florida, though, they're five and five, and they got Missouri and Florida State left. So like. They're probably not winning another game. Uh, they might, they might yeah. not make a bowl game. They're probably yeah. not making a bowl game, yeah. Yeah, for sure. If you look at um, – let me see if I can do this by average star ranking, right, Like or composite. Um, Auburn is coming in top 10, right? Yeah, in Auburn's, terms, Auburn's terms, yeah. average is strong. They yeah. just don't have a lot – they don't have the volume yet because I think they're, what, like right. 17 or 18 guys? Or a yeah, lot of the guys 10, that are above nine, them. 19 are, is what he 19. just said. Oh, what did you oh, say? Yeah. Nineteen or 18? 18, 18, 18 guys, eighteen guys, okay, eighteen. Yeah. And, and yeah, so like with like a uh, comp- uh, composite average of ninety one point five nine, they're top, they're tenth, they're tenth in the country uh, in that metric, right? So uh, it could be a volume thing again. Uh, you're going to probably fill out the back end of that class with like three star guys, but it right. still boosts the your- star rating will drop, but your overall rating will go up, go just up because of the quantity. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So uh, this is important. Auburn has at least 26 outgoing 
guys who are just out of eligibility. Yeah. That's it. Then once you factor in the portal and, and, and all this other stuff, they may be losing upwards of like 40 to 45 40 kids. kids. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So you're kind of right back where you started in terms of flipping this roster again. Um, the offensive line is going to have some significant turnover in terms of starters as well, too. Uh, you know, these games are really, really important. I think, guys, Saturday versus New Mexico State, against some proof of concept on the field. Um, get the ball to your receivers. You like, got to throw the team it. Should yeah, yeah you right. Air it out. Throw some deep shots. Like, you got to just do it. If you want to get Cam Coleman, like, how wild would it be? Do you guys remember that wide receiver class <laughs> Auburn had? where it was like Nate Craig Myers and Eli Stove. And yeah. um, it was like the second, first or second rated wide receiver class in the country. Um, yep. Craig Myers, I would say, was a bust. Yeah. But, yeah. but I don't wholly fault him. <laughs> it'll be really cool to get like some receivers that actually live up to the hype. And that is yeah. not something Auburn has done by and large for the most part, like since probably like Obamanu. Yeah. Pe- Perry Thompson and Cam Coleman and Bryce Kane in the same class would be insane. Absolutely yeah, that's, nuts. That's nuts. That would be that's nuts. far and away the best class they did <laughs> program history. Like, oh my easy. god! Right, and so but, when you, I mean that's what Bama was doing with Lane Kiffin and getting all those guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. Um, again, I'm I'm just taking a look here while we're talking at this. So Cam Coleman is the eighth ranked prospect in the country. Wow, right now. And he jumped up. I mean, he's number three receiver, right? Uh, I think he's a number three receiver. Yeah, Ryan Wingo is fifth. Yeah, and Jeremiah Smith. Yeah, yeah, and then Jeremiah Smith. uh, What's crazy is that that when Cam Coleman came to Big Cat Weekend last summer, like Parsons Big Cat Weekend, Mm -hmm. he was a a zero, unranked recruit, no stars. Harry Thompson dropped a little bit in his, he's still a five star. He dropped a little bit in his overall ring. He's 23rd in the country. That's the that's the Auburn effect. When you get when you commit to Auburn, yep. you go down. Auburn yeah. bump. That's, that's how that works. <laughs> if, I guarantee you, if Perry, if Perry Thompson flips to Alabama, he's top fifteen. Yeah, Uno reverse. If he if he mm-hmm. uh, commits to Alabama, uh, but so, you're looking at some of these kids, right? And um, Deshaun, no, uh, yeah, Jamonte Waller, who they picked up from Florida, the number forty eighth prospect. Depending on the service, like ESPN has him ranked like the eighteenth prospect right he's a top 50 kid on like three of the four i believe yeah demarcus riddick you know bordering top 50 this class is looking pretty nice in terms of getting top 100 kids in right so anytime you get four or five top 100 kids in the same class you're doing okay um that might have been a while (laughs) it has been a while while. uh so they have a chance to get two top 25 kids between coleman and um perry thompson should be amazing at at the position that's literal gold in today's era of football yeah for sure Man, a, a year and a half ago we're having to like talk ourselves into these like you know top 600 player three stars at harson's kittens like oh man this kid's a diamond rough you just got to watch his film playing yeah. for like P- pinecone high school but well he just you know his school's too small to get the attention and man it feels really good to just like look at the yeah this guy's a top 50 player and we got him when you scroll down this list, it's crazy, right? Like, you know, you got Georgia who's been dominating, you know, mm-hmm. the last few years of college football. And then you look in the top 10 and there's three kids, three top 10 kids committed to their program. They can afford yep. to miss because they're it, recruiting. Right. The, the best quantity the best. and the quality. Yeah. It's yeah. Just, it, you, you, you can cream of the crop is fine. 
And what's funny about that is like, you know, Georgia's obviously one, two, about to get, you know, potentially three national championships in a row here. And their recruiting classes look like that. Then you look at basketball and like Kentucky does that. They'll have like three of the top 10 basketball players, which have arguably a lot more of an impact than your football. And then Cal can't and win. Still not, so, yep, yeah. Yeah. Still not do it. It's that time of year to throw this kind of shade. So we we ready. Yep. Guys, I honestly think there's a chance that Auburn turns over almost all of the receiver room in terms of like snaps outside oh, yeah. of J Fair and um Caleb Burton. Yeah, I think I, I, I think, think that's right. I, I think almost every, I think you'll see a, a, almost a mass exodus at wide receiver for the portal. <laughs> and if you're yep. Perry Thompson and Cam Coleman and you're coming in, are you looking at New Mexico State and thinking, all right, who's going to throw me the ball next year? Is it Peyton Thorne? Like, does it does it matter like to them how he plays this Saturday? Because if he plays like well enough that he might come back, but not great. Or if you're Cam Coleman, are you looking at it and thinking, all right, well, do I want to play with this dude? Who's going to play? Who's going to pass me the ball? Look at Keon Coleman, right? Like right. Peyton Thorne was his quarterback at Michigan State. He gets down to he's going to be a first round draft pick. <laughs> he might make the first round NFL draft the way he's playing yeah. down there at, 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 at right. Florida State, right? So um, obviously Michigan State was a sinking ship, so I'm not throwing shade at, at Peyton Thorne there. But um, the guy, the guy throwing the ball definitely matters. You know how much? No, I think it does, and I, I think that's where proof of concept, like you said earlier. I, I don't, I don't think it's the guy near as much as the proof of concept. Like if you're going, if we're going into that game, running it 50 times just because we can and not really slinging the ball around. I, I don't think that does you any good, regardless of who the guy is taking the snaps Facts. At playing quarterback anyway. Um, because I mean, we've, we've seen and especially the last few weeks, like Thorn Thorne can sling it. I mean, that's not like that was in question when he came in anyway for Michigan state. Like you don't just throw right. for, over 3,000 yards is like a 19-year-old, you know, even pre-Keon Coleman. Agreed. A lot of people, a lot of people, you know, will attribute his success at Michigan State to Keon Coleman. And when they went to the New Year's Six game, like Keon Coleman was a freshman and caught like seven passes. So that that wasn't a thing. Um, that was, you know, other receivers that were on that team. So they did have Kenneth Walker, which was nice, but you know, hopefully we'll have some NFL running backs in the near future too. So yeah, I, I think you got to sling the ball around and Thorne can throw it. So as long as you can sell that vision that this will look different, even with Thorne, if you are on the outside, you, you know, I, I think you can sell that. Yeah, and again, I, it's, it's one year. So it's like, that's a, that's a, what a lot of people don't think of, you know, they're like, well, who's going to throw him the ball. And it's almost like that's used against you. If it's like one year of a returning guy, but it's like, sure. if you were to go to a school right now that has a guy about to go into the league, like who's who's throwing them the ball next year? Like you don't even that's literally completely unknown. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah it just I, I don't think that, that means as much. Yeah, I just don't I don't think that's gonna matter near as much as like the system, the offense, the proof of concept. That's that's what they need to see. Yeah, for sure. Right, so, uh memes so jump in here. I would say on something on receivers, which is crazy. Okay. Auburn only has I'm gonna see if you can guess. Auburn, it's probably going to be a pretty easy guess. Auburn only has two receivers with over 10 receptions. Actual yes. receivers, or are you counting tight ends in this? I'm saying only receivers. Just receivers. Uh, Jay Fair. Yeah, it's got, yeah, Jay Fair. And it's got to be um, Hooks. Hooks, Hooks is maybe close. It's got to be Shane Hooks. 
Pablo? I don't. I don't think. I don't know if he has ten. Now that now like I'm thinking about it. Um, Shaveris Johnson. Yeah, Var. Yeah, Var and Fair. Yep. 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 Thirty and Var so missed here, some here. games, so like that just shows you like Bryce Kane yeah. could eat in that slot role. Like, oh my gosh, yeah, Var. Var's Var's had eight games, so he's down two from everybody else. So Fairweather, Fairweather, and Fair both have thirty. Javar Johnson has thirteen. Jarquez has thirteen. Shane Hooks at nine. Camden Brown eight. Batiste seven. Demario Austin seven. Caleb Burton six. Michael Johnson Jr. five. Jeremiah Cobb five. Brandon Frazier four. Coy Moore three. From three. Omari Kelly two. Uh, Micah Riley and Shorter each have one. I can't believe I thought. I thought Amari Kelly had more than two catches. Yeah, I mean, going into the uh, Vanderbilt, he, he only had he only had six <laughs> targets drops. on the whole. Yeah, he's only got um, seven targets on the whole season. Yeah. So when you're talking about usually like the, deep shots, they're usually deep shots when he is in and, there. And the reason I'm bringing all that up is kind of talk about like the turnover game, like the turnover in the wide receiver room. Now, correct me if I'm wrong here, but I was told Javar Johnson actually has another year of eligibility. I thought he was done. No, he's done. No, he's done. He's done. I thought he re- but I thought he redshirted his freshman year in the COVID yeah. year. Yeah, no, I think he's done. I think he's he's used up all his eligibility. I'm pretty sure he's done. I was told yeah, but- I was told that he had one more because he redshirted in 2019 and then 2020 was COVID. Hmm. So I'm I thought sure. he was done too, but then somebody told me he redshirted in 2019. So yeah, like, yeah, we we actually looked at this the other day. So if you look at like his history, he was a true freshman and did not see game action in 2019, right? So assuming that he redshirted, redshirted redshirted that game that year, he still had. Yeah, he'd have another year. Yeah, he might have another year, right? Yeah, 20, yeah. 2020. Doesn't COVID. count. So then he'd be a then he'd be a redshirt freshman in twenty twenty one. Yeah, maybe. I think that's a great scenario. You bring back two experienced slot guys to go with your incoming outside stud freshman. I like it. Yeah, but I'm but I mean I hate it because like you know there was a lot of hype for Camden Brown, but man, right? Eight catches. He set so many drops. Like these dudes, I mean, these dudes on the outside just they just don't get separation. So that's I mean, why I think. The, they're also not they're, getting tar. They're not getting targets. Like I mean, I, right? I, yeah, I like mean, the reps are just not there for these sixteen so like, targets numbers for Camden there. Brown. We're at the right. end of the season. They've thrown the ball at him only sixteen times. Right. That's wild. That's like not even two targets a game. <laughs> yep. But I mean, it, the question there is like you know, obviously, how often is he open? And then right. they had passing the ball for a lot of these. So that was, I mean, uh, Ole Miss. I mean, Ole Miss. There was like six pass attempts for all the way to like the last two or three minutes of the fourth quarter. So, I mean, it's right. just, you know, and that's not a good way to really sell the dream, but then maybe it's just like, they're not, I mean, obviously VAR's back, Fair's been doing his thing, but outside of the, and then, you know, and then uh Fairweather, like outside of that, like it just, the, the passing productivity just, it just hits a cliff. And that's just, why, would, that's why it has to be such a quick turnaround. Cause like you get maybe one year to sell that. Right. If you're doing it again, you know, if you're doing it again, you're only throwing the ball 15 times a game. Even when you bring in a couple of these guys, regardless of freshman or not, like it's going right. to be really hard to keep hitting on those those recruits on well, the outside if they're not not doing it. Look at it. Look at it this way. Right. Um, we can all agree. Arkansas was one of Auburn's best offensive games. Right. Like 
Yep. Yeah, Offensively, that's one of their best games, right? Javaris had three targets. Caleb Burton had two targets. Rivaldo had three targets. Jay Fair had two targets. I mean, even they, in the best game, he, he threw it to Camden a pretty good bit, I feel like. But I, I, between drops, four, I mean, four, 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 yeah, four targets. Yeah, four yeah, targets. But no catches, right? Yeah, no catches. No catches, but, right? Um, I think they recorded, they, they, they credited him with one drop, uh, arguable. Ooh. And the second one, I think it was two drops. Yeah, I think I'd I'd hit that for two, and I'm a pretty I'm, I'm a pretty fair guy when it comes to giving you know being leaning yeah. on that drops, but I don't know about that. Yeah, so there was some, so I I would nevertheless. I <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They're I spreading wanna, it around, but there's no volume there, you know. Yeah, there's definitely no volume, right? L- l- I want to, I want to, I want to talk about this kind of in context, and I know this is an extreme, so but bear with me, right? Um, if I go to LSU, right, and we just look at their last game. Uh, where they ran it quite a bit, obviously. Um, And we're looking at their receivers and kind of what they did. Um, Their top receiver had nine targets. They had a guy with eight targets, right? Um, And after that, it was like 3-3. But essentially, if you're the top receiver and that's you're getting a chance to really eat, um, Malik Neighbors had drops, Right. He's dropped the ball a couple times. I feel like every game I tune into, he's dropping the ball here or yeah. there on easy throws, guys. But yeah, it, the routine you don't stuff, feel but it. He gets the quantity. Yep. Yeah, it gets the quantity, so you don't feel it as much. And so the receivers, I think they're in a tough position where you're not getting a ton of targets. So when you do drop it, it stands out. And everybody's like, oh, the receivers yeah, 50% of your targets. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah. So maybe that's a little unfair. What do you think, Memes? I mean, yeah, I mean, for the first half of the season, for sure. But I mean, at this point now, like, I mean, Camden Brown, for example, I mean, yeah, he got tough. his targets and he wasn't able to capitalize with them. So it's kind of like, you know, the, the door's closing for if you're going to turn this thing around or not. And, hey, it sucks that you didn't get the fair opportunity beginning of the season. You could blame it on Hugh, could blame it on Monty, could blame it on Peyton, Robbie, you know, whoever, whatever. The fact of the matter is the whole thing is turned around. The offense is on the right ship for the last three games. And yeah, you got to get that separation. You got to get out there and do your thing. And if you don't do it, then like I said, don't worry, they ain't holding open for you. Cause the problem is, is what these guys got to realize is if you want to be a part of this team, man, they got some big dogs coming from high school. They mm-hmm. can try to get big dogs in the portal. And you know, how, how do you, how do you, when you're not doing it on the field right now and today, how do you sell that? Oh no! I'll be good. I, I, I trust me. Next year's gonna be different. Like, yeah, when you haven't shown coaches, enough of it, yeah, like now yeah. you're. It's, it's complete. I'm going on complete faith at this point that you're gonna do the thing that you're telling me you're going to do. Well, you <laughs> yeah. lose. You're losing hooks. You're losing Mardner, and you're losing, um, shorter for sure, just due to age out. Yep. Like I said, I thought you lost Johnson, but I think he apparently does have another year if that if that all checks out. Does, I think Malcolm Johnson Jr. is out too, right? Or no, he's got another year. year. He's got another year, I think. So you got to look at some of these guys here and just be like, minus the three that are out, and just be like, look, here, and, and you know, maybe get Burton. He's still young. I think he's got a, a chance to stick around too. Like I said, I wouldn't get him. But outside of, outside of Jay Fair, Var, and then Burton, I don't know. I don't know how the other guys really can kind of like look at the body work and say, this is a place I really feel like I could turn it around next year. Cause if you stay here, what, what where's that playing time come from? Unless you just really think like you're about to have the spring of a lifetime. 
Yeah, it's. I think it's going to be really tough for for these guys. But you have a chance to at least show something here at the end of the season, right? Um. So New Mexico State, you know, uh, is cream puff. Let's, let's call it what it is. It's a cream puff, right? You go out there and you beat your, your cream puff, and you and then you get some momentum going into the Iron Bowl. And 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 oh, hear me out on this one, uh, Pablo. In 2019, Auburn won the Iron Bowl. Alabama lost it. Mac Jones took over for Tua, obviously, late in that season. They didn't, he threw two pick sixes that essentially lost them the game. Right. Yeah. Need Milrow to watch that right, film. Right. But after that game, I turned to the people I was watching with and I said, they're going to be all right at quarterback. Yeah. Like, I mean, he still threw for four touchdowns and over 300 yards. Um, and it just felt like, okay, well, that's their quarterback for next year. I don't think they're going to have anything to worry about there going into next year. How does Auburn create a situation where, I mean, it's Peyton Thorne or, 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 or portal at this point, right? Well, so I don't, I don't, I mean, to the aforementioned point, I think, I think the receivers honestly are far more bigger issue than the quarterback has been all season anyway. So I think that's why you haven't been able to run a lot of the stuff that you want to run because you're not getting, and that's why Mac Jones in that game, you're like, Okay, he'll be all right because what is he doing? He's getting the ball to those weapons that you knew could do something with the ball. Sure. You're you're not gonna see that in any scenario with Peyton Thorne, regardless this year, because we don't have those guys. Like we do not have a dude on the outside that you're gonna be like, Yeah, we're gonna be straight because he's back. You know what I mean? Like that's just not gonna happen. Yeah. Whereas you had that with that Bama team because of those receivers they had on that team. Um, so yeah, I I don't know. I don't know how much we're gonna get. Probably none of that, <laughs> honestly. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, the, the but again, you're selling proof of concept and the scheme. So you're you're pointing at those things like, here's where this is. You obviously can take the top off in this situation. It opens this up. Like that. That's what you're pointing to. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see. I mean, when you're looking at Peyton Thorne's passing chart, right? Like from ten yards in, he's he's pretty good, right? Um, outside of that, it gets a little bit more. You know, I mean, your percentages drop below fifty percent, right? On those throws, I mean. He's not better than 50% in any area um, over 10 yards or more well, downfield. I'm going to say this. the inter- Intermediate, this. right? He throws out He throws that deep out to the right side, all right? Those, yeah, yeah. Like, nine, nine and 17, yeah. And I, and I said this. and I, It's I said interesting this to deep. see these numbers, too. Sorry to cut you off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no. no. But no, okay, so this actually makes sense with, the, with my eyes because I haven't seen these. But, like, it does seem like he throws the ball – Obviously, aside from that wheel route that he missed to fair in, or was it VAR? No, it's fair. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. In the AM game. Aside from that one, like he throws that ball deep sideline better to the left. And yeah, that makes sense. He's six for 12 and deep right. He's two right for 10. Handed, yeah, for sure. But what I was going to say is like what I said a few weeks ago about Peyton Thorne. I mean, I think his future at Auburn, I mean, I hate it for him because like kind of a pretty big stage is it's going to come down to what he does at the Iron Bowl. I mean, if yeah. he lays an egg at out, if he lays an, an egg against Alabama and it's just incredibly mid, I, I think I think it's done. But if he now if he beats Alabama, all bets are off. Or if they play a very like competitive close game and he still throws mid to low sixties, doesn't throw any picks and has a, like an efficient game and puts up some like actual you know two hundred plus yards against Alabama, and I think people say you know what, like I think we can build with Thorn for sure. Maybe you do, maybe you don't go in the transfer portal, but I don't think people necessarily be like calling for him out. But I think if it's a, I think if he's under 150, he's 
60% or less throwing, maybe has a pick or two or fumble or just missing wide open, whatever, bad decisions, eye test, et cetera, et cetera. If that kind of thing happens with Alabama, I don't I don't see how obviously coaches only opinion that matters, but I think from the, the outside looking in, I think the the heat will be on him to probably Yeah, and I think direction. I think they recruit over him regardless. I mean, you're gonna if there's somebody out there in the portal that you feel like can make you better, like they're gonna go get him or at least try to. Um, you know, set the quarterback. And I think they're going to do that again with receiver. Like, I think if you, it's a little bit different with this situation. If you're able to say, you know, Perry's coming in as a freshman, he's an experienced Bryce Kane's coming in as a freshman. He's an experienced. You see the dudes that we've got out there. They can't do this. They can't do that. They're, they're going to go try to get like a one year rental, you know, at, at receiver that somebody that just wants to level up at a, at a higher level or, you know, go somewhere else. And it wouldn't surprise me at all to bring in like a veteran quarterback, or, or receiver, even mm. with this recruiting class coming in. I want to point out, guys, that the protection for Payne Thorne has been uh, pretty good this year so far. Um, yeah, the line is not the issue. It, not the issue, right? Like, they're they're keeping him clean on 76.5% of his dropbacks. Again, um, I'm going to use who I think is the best quarterback in all of college football right now. Uh, LSU is keeping... Uh, I thought you say. Jay- I thought you say. Bo Nix. <laughs> uh, LSU is keeping uh, Jaden Daniels uh, clean on 73.5% of his dropbacks. Yeah. So, so Auburn's actually 3% better there. Uh, and, and for reference, right, being under pressure, like 24 to 28% of your dropbacks is about average in the SEC. So um, when you get into bad, those teams are like north of like 33%. A, a third of the dropbacks, yeah. yeah. Right, yeah. For, and again, for reference, last year, Bryce Young was uh, – no, his first year, Bryce Young was under pressure 39% of his dropbacks, which is nuts. That's historically bad. They had the worst pressure rate allowed on their QB in the SEC by a long shot. Um, So he completely carried that offense despite consistently being under pressure. Um, Again, just kind of going through this here uh, – only 19 sacks on the season. Uh, I'm sorry. That's 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 Jaden Daniels. Um, 21 sacks on the season for Peyton Thorne. Not terrible, right? right. Now, like, what about what, what about Robbie though? Robbie Ashford. You want to know how many sacks for are, Robbie Ashford? No. Are you looking at is that the team total or is that Thorne's total? That, that's, that's, Thorne's just Thorne. total. that's just Thorne's well, total. That's just Thorne's total. Then you got to look at Robbie's too because he's played a lot of snaps. So it's going to kind of tell you about the line. Yeah, he really hasn't. Um, hey, he hadn't had many dropbacks. Yeah, he had three sacks. Yeah, yeah so, so he's not dropped of, back to throw it much at all. He's only had thirty-seven. He's only had thirty-seven dropbacks on the season. Like, yeah, jeez, yeah, so that's yeah, a total yeah. of twenty-four. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, when you and on, Daniels gets out of a shit ton of sacks, so I mean, that's just how it goes. Like he's just Despite, good. Yeah. So even if he is pressured, like because that's a ton of dropbacks that he's got in relation to those other two guys too, and he's got less sacks, and it's not because mm-hmm. of the line. Right, right. I think that when we talk about Robbie Ashford, and, and, and honestly, I, I think that Q Freeze has made the decision. I think he's made it pretty, pretty clear he's moving on yeah. from Robbie Ashford. Um, but if you look at his total amount of dropbacks, say, you know, again, I, I personally don't think that anybody else was given a serious opportunity to compete for this job after the season started. Right? Like, I don't, I don't know how you win a job in thirty-seven dropbacks. Like, yeah spread out amongst like nine games. Right. 
right? So um, that's 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 to me that's difficult. Um, and then remember, like you know, a couple of the games near the end here, really most of those dropbacks were over the first seven games because he really got any plays. He ain't played much at all against the yeah. bad teams. <laughs> yeah, so it's tough. It's it's tough. Um, the timing is tough for him, and, and you know, your heart goes out to these kids, man, who never get a shot. Same with Holden, man. Uh, only like nine dropbacks on the season, I think. Uh, no, 11 dropbacks on the season. Uh, it means he's got two sacks. Holden's been sacked two times. Oh, shoot. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So add Which that one of those goal. was a trick play? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I hated shoot. it so much. I hated it so much, Pablo. Look, the 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 quarterback position kind of coming full circle here is going to be important, I think, for Auburn uh, when you look at the grand totality of this, right? Peyton Thorne has 1,400 yards passing on the season. Um, like he'll eclipse um, Robbie's passing total from last year, but he may not uh, eclipse Auburn's total passing total between Robbie and TJ from last year, which is kind of disappointing. His floor was supposed to be around like 26, 2,800 yards. You know, he may finish with less than 1,700 yards. He might not hit 2,000 yards passing on the season. He's definitely not going to hit 2,000 yards passing on the season. So um, not without a huge game against New Mexico State and then a subsequent huge mm-hmm. game against Alabama. Um, you know, 13 touchdowns. Yeah, true, true. There is a bowl game on the horizon. They did not make a bowl game last year. So that would also, you know, I mean, you'd have to, again, take the averages, right? Um, it, it's, it's, it's interesting to see here. I, in terms of recruiting, I think it's important to sling the ball around, right? I don't, For sure. you know, if, I'm, if I'm a receiver and I'm coming in, I don't want to see Peyton Thorne out there running the ball versus New Mexico State. I just don't. <laughs> I don't want to see that either. Yeah, I, I don't want to see that. Uh, yeah. Auburn fans get on me, guys, when I talk about Peyton Thorne as a runner. And they're like, he can run. I was like, I know he can like physically run. I just don't think that you're going to be any good team with Peyton Thorne's legs, right? Not any quality team. They're gonna. Yeah, stop. I mean, I think you need to. You have to use him because sure. he is quick enough. I mean, he is quick enough to like on the situational stuff, moving the chains, keeping drives alive. But yeah, I mean, if if you're you're not, you're obviously not leaning on his legs to win any games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's not a game plan move. But yeah, I mean, if it's a but you need to, he needs to run. He needs to run a handful of times every game to loosen some stuff up. That's how they were playing it though early in the season, Pablo. Yeah, like it was right. a serious part of the game plan. It was right. very frustrating to me. I was like, yo, do you guys think this? Okay, so going into Texas AM, huge debate in our comments. Ike and I got a blowout argument on the show over this. And I was <laughs> like, guys, Payne Thorne with his legs is not gonna be a thing in this game. He will not be even a little effective as a a, a runner. Now, that was a sensational statement, right? Right. And people were like, you don't think he can run at all, Mike T? I said, no. Oh, that was an awesome argument. I was like, I don't think it's going to work in this game, guys. I I don't. And he ran for like negative 30 yards or something Uh, like that. I got a a stat line I want to see at the Iron Bowl. Sure. If Peyton Thorne can run, like his, his rushing yards be double, the number of his pass attempts, I think Auburn's in really good shape. Okay. Yeah. Wait, so if he has C division, sack he, adjusted, he, sack adjusted, I'm going on that. Okay. Because okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's going to so take if, a couple sacks for sure in that game. So if he has 26, if he has 26 pass attempts, I'm saying if he can. 52. If Peyton, yeah. If Peyton Thorne's, if his rushing yards are double what his pass attempts are. So he has 26 pass attempts, 52 rushing yards. I think Auburn's in really good shape there. 
because that means yeah. he had a good it's a, it's a perfect balance between run pass and but also if he's getting those 56 yards that means like pablo was saying he's keeping Keep plays alive, alive. Yep. he's keeping yeah he's keeping the defense honest but he's not it's not like the game plan is predicated on his lips maybe yeah, he gets yeah. a big one out there where he busts it for maybe 18 to 22 you know, one one real good where they're playing it real deep, and he just runs it and slides. And he's done that a few times. And right, you know, then if they can get some points off those, like yards and points are going to be incredibly important for this Iron Bowl. At a and, premium, and for sure. <clears throat> yeah, they only passed been, for seventy-seven yards last year. Yeah, something I've been harping like crazy is just Auburn winning this time of possession, and they obliterated Arkansas in time. Thirty-eight minutes they held the yeah. ball. That's nuts. If they can, that, if they can win that time of possession on Alabama and just keep that offense off the field, oh, buddy! And then, yeah. and when, and the key thing for that is when Milrow starts getting a little cheeky and starts trying to get his like bombs down the field. Because the issue with the Milrow throws, it's either going to hit a guy wide open for a touchdown or he's going to overthrow it by like eight yards minimum. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So if he can do some of those dumb throws and just get feeling himself, and then maybe DJ James comes in there or Simp does something wild and snags one of those. Keontae Scott, uh, that could be a massive game changer because then you got to think it's going to get Auburn the ball and then they're going to be sitting there like, all right, we're not taking any more deep shots like that again. And that's like, that's how they're beating teams is Milrow will just be playing like ass and then he'll just get this massive bomb for a touchdown. And then everybody, you know, feels like they're cooking, feels like they're cooking again. So if they can keep, if they can take the, if they can get pressure on Milrow, get some interceptions. Take that deep ball out of it. Like, really, it's just the, the pre- thing in this game is just stopping Milrow. Yeah. Yeah. And that's kind I, of like a, you know, it's just, stop the quarterback and you'll win. Yeah. <laughs> no, like, literally, that's why, that's why I make the big, that's why I make right, the big ground, bucks. Ground stuff, too. Um, but no, it's interesting, like, looking at Milrow, I mean, to the deep ball point, I was looking at this earlier this week. Him and Thorne have almost the same exact amount of pass attempts and even completions. It's pretty similar. And look at how many more yards uh, he has just uh, because of those deep balls. <laughs> oh, you're talking about oh pass attempts. Yeah, he throws the ball. Deep. He, I mean, he's throwing a, a pretty so deep. good deep ball. Yeah, he throws a pretty good deep ball, man. He's 14 of 20 the, the down deep, the middle. Deep middle, the, the deep post is where he hits so oh, many man. guys, man. Yeah, dude, he's, he's, he's got an NFL rating better than 100 on all his deep so, balls. So it looks That's like he's crazy. got one. It looks like he's got one interception down the field. Is that right? Correct. Yeah, deep right. All right. We need to. We need to get. An, we need to get another one or two. Shade of that way. Like how many? How many attempts has he had this year? Uh, so far, he's had 197 attempts. He's completing the ball at 65 percent clip. So that he's 128 for 197, but that's on 263 dropbacks. So the dropbacks. Include- so 197 attempts. Look at how many mm-hmm. attempts Thorne has. Because we know that there's been several games where he's even splitting time I, and not throwing the ball much. I got it. I got it right here, Mike. If you want to oh, stay on him. Yep, I'm on this. So Peyton Thorne for the season has 203 attempts. He has more attempts than Milrow. That's crazy. 203. Hey. Are you sure? Hold on. Time out. And then, and don't forget though, Milrow did miss the South Florida game technically. 203 attempts. Is that? Yeah, you're right. 203 attempts. Right. You know what's crazy about that? It's crazy. Hugh, Hugh freezes quarterbacks over the course of his career guys have averaged 400 to 450 attempts a season that's yeah. how little auburn little is they're throwing throwing them yeah 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 i mean but no, i mean I is that not Robbie's- crazy like perception of the games would you have ever guessed milro has thrown the ball less than peyton thorne this season because you just see the highlights right like they're hitting so many of these deep balls so many of these touchdowns and they're throwing it 
around like the same amount. About the same amount. Yeah. What, what part of the field is Milro liking to throw picks to? Can you scroll up? We'll see that. Um, let's his see. His intermediate here. stuff is usually it's in the middle of the field. It's in the middle of the yeah. field, dude. Yeah, in the middle of the field, intermediate. He's got three picks yep. there. He's got one pick short in the middle of the field. I mean, that's almost oh, the entire interception. That's where Simp. Dude, that's where Simp can eat up right there. Yeah. So Simp's, I mean, Simp's picking him off. I'm calling my shot. You right, make the right same one. spot. I think so field. too. Yeah, you make a I good point, so uh, Pablo, about the pass attempts being kind of equal now now mind you he did have a game that he didn't start right but we also know that thorn wasn't even playing half the games to start the season <laughs> wait what no 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 like it's he was not, splitting time with rock like, like he was splitting time, time with robbie like he wasn't out there half the game the first few games who thorn was no no, no that's not accurate right because robbie was averaging like he's only averaging like he was averaging like two or three dropbacks a game no, no, well, I think he's talking past about like, plays total. for Robbie. I'm talking about like legitimate plays on the oh, field. Like Thorne okay. was not out there literally half the time, multiple games. Uh, I, I know Ole Miss definitely was the biggest division of snaps that the two quarterbacks had in a single game because Robbie it went out first. Like, it was probably like two thirds, one thirds, and then it was pretty close. Point to being, 50-50. point being, he's missed the equivalent of one game easily added up for all those games where he's splitting time. To account for Milro missing, I, I, I don't, I don't know, I don't know. Oh, I think, I think that's fair. I think if you looked at the numbers, that'd be fair, Mike. Yeah, I mean, it you would, got it two would. quarters. You got two quarters and Ole Miss alone. Yeah, we, we would pa- have. To, I'm team. I'm team Pablo on this. We would have to go, um, actually game for game, right, and then look at total snaps, right. So, like for UMass example, total snaps for Peyton were 37, right, and. Total snaps for Robbie were 25. Oh, yeah, you might be right. So that's almost Sam- half the game. Samper, yeah, yeah. they didn't. And, and, so- and UMass. And then you know you've got two quarters in Ole Miss. Like, he's probably missed less. He's probably missed more time off the field than Milrow, who missed an, an entire game. Cal, because Cal, time. Cal, they gave a lot of it to Thorne. Robbie got a few plays in Cal, Toward but the not second a lot. Half, yeah, especially. He but then Sanford, they gave they gave a bunch of them to to, uh, to Peyton at Sanford. So forty three. So for Cal, it was forty three to fifteen. So yeah, snaps about two yeah, thirds so, for that game, right? Yeah, and then um, so that's roughly what we're like forty snaps for for Robbie so far. Yeah, and then yeah, just shy of half the time right now. Yeah, we're in Sanford. You got Robbie 70- played more. 70 no he played he played it's 70 it's not like ranked here they played 70 snaps and Robbie played 11 versus Sanford yeah they yeah, played, came they in played late Thorn. in that game because they let Thorne ride in that one yeah they let, sure. they let him ride in that one um you go to week four you've got Texas A&M um and you've got Thorne with 37 snaps and a Robbie Ashford with 18 snaps yeah I mean you might be right there might be a game to account for there um, there's more than a game easily but then you get to Georgia and it's 55 to 10, right? Like um, in Thorne's favor, uh, this, this is going to load for me. You don't want to do it. You just want to stop this conversation, computer. Uh, but yeah, I, I think you're right. I think you're right. Yeah, I think you're right. Like there is definitely a lot. Now the flow, the flow matters a little bit in for terms sure. of, yeah, right. Because when you're playing a whole game and coming in here and there, uh, definitely there is, uh, you know, I I, th- I think a little bit of a difference, um, you know, in terms of, of, of opportunities to do things. I would just say like, 
this is not the iteration of this offense that Hugh Freeze ultimately wants to run. Exactly. That's not what they want to do. Yeah. And then, you know, so over these last two games, do you guys think, can they get to something close to what he wants to run over these last two games? I think they're already doing it. Yeah, I think they're already doing it. It's still just, it's a quantity thing now, right? Like they're still not getting up the pass attempts, but the last few weeks it's been because of massive leads. And I I think they'd definitely be throwing the ball more. It it looks more like you want it to look. The missing it's just, pieces they're getting up, so they're just running clock out in the second half. Right. And they still don't have the outside receivers. So I mean that's another missing piece right. that like you're not gonna see it just, this. It be, won't be there regardless. Yeah. Yeah, fair. yeah. It won't be there hundred percent no matter what. So because mm. I mean, like I said, Camden Brown got four targets, didn't come down with any of them. And I don't know. I mean, weren't they putting Brandon Frazier on the outside for some plays? Uh, were they? I don't know. Well, somebody told me they saw Frazier lining up. I feel like I did remember seeing that a time or two. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. like that's a that's a horrific sign if you're starting to see Frazier out there. Not like that Frazier's not good or Frazier doesn't have good hands. Like horrific sign if you are an outside receiver where it's like, all right, your big tight end is is probably like one of the slowest dudes on offense outside of the linemen's. Yeah. Taking, yeah. You know, taking your rep just because his hands. They, they have, I'll tell you this, because uh, we got to wrap here because we're getting pretty close to an hour. Um, but it, it, it will be interesting, I think, to see again, uh, you know, what do they do? What do they do on the field? Can they find something that works that, you know, where you can get the ball to the receivers in, in, in any way to try to make them make plays? I still think you're going to need Peyton Thorne's arm to beat Alabama um, because if the game is tight, you're gonna have to throw a ball down a stretch. <laughs> That's what it's always gonna come down right. to. And you can't not do it the whole game, stay in it, and then suddenly pull it out of your hat on the last two drives when you need it. Yeah. It has not worked for Auburn so far. Uh predictions, guys. Uh we do a we got a segment. Uh, Pablo, we're gonna involve you next year. I've decided. Uh <laughs> called Boss It, Toss It, Lost It, where we Decide what games Auburn will win, which ones are toss-ups, and which ones they will absolutely lose. Memes killed it this year. I think he actually nailed every single game. Did you not? You hadn't missed the game on Boss Sauce Loss, have you? No, I haven't. Now, you could argue that this one wasn't a really a toss-up game. I did say, All right. like, my by definition, I said Auburn would split Arkansas or Ole Miss. They'd win one and lose one. I didn't – preseason, I didn't necessarily, like, have a – go. and honestly, I was honestly leaning back then that they would beat Ole Miss and lose to Arkansas mm-hmm. just because of the home away thing. The but, home away, yeah. Yeah, yeah, wrong on that. But I thought they'd split it. They did. I did put both of them on the toss. Yes, I was right in that standpoint. But I think by any definition, there was nothing as a toss up about this game. This was an absolute boss for Auburn, top to bottom. Boss. So okay, this enough. was my first like, you know, we'll, we'll kind of call it a quasi L, and then we'll see. I mean, we got to see what they do against Alabama because I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like they, if they beat yeah. Alabama, then I had that as a loss. So. Yeah, I, I was. I'm not a great predictor. This is a, you know, a broken clock is is right twice a day. Oh, well, you were right uh, a lot more than twice this season, guys. Predictions for this one: I got Auburn winning 49 to 14. I think they go bonkers on the scoreboard. The defense has a chance to have their seventh game this season where they do not allow more than two scores from the opposing offense. That is a crazy statistic that is going completely overlooked. Ron Roberts' defense has played amazing football all year long. 49-14 is my prediction. Pablo, what do you got here? Uh, I think it gets away early. I think we jump out on them, especially being at home, coming off of the wins. 
it, it looks nice early. You jump out and then they take their foot off the gas a little bit like they have some of these games. Uh, I'll say 42-13. 42-13. I like and, that. And we get another turnover for old Ronnie's D. And this is the 20th consecutive game Auburn's defense will have forced a turnover. Yeah, I, I called the special teams touchdown last week. I'm calling for nice. a pick six in this one. Memes, what's Let's your score? Go. Yeah, I'm saying I'm I'm saying they go crazy this game. Okay. And I'm saying, but I think the I think they'll New Mexico State will get a garbage time touchdown just because they'll probably put in the they'll put in the backups. But I'm saying 55 to 17. Wow. 55. I bet Auburn. I bet Auburn comes out just absolutely swinging. I bet you they're going to try to score. Uh, I bet you Auburn gets to like 30-something points before halftime, maybe even in the high 30s, mm. and then just gets a few. I mean, I think the entire second half will be kind of garbage time, but I think, like I said, they're going to want to get some – I think they're going to want to get guys some momentum going in the Iron Bowl. Mm. I think they're going to need it. Right, I think they're going to be playing high. They're riding high. And I think they're going to score big. They're going to score fast. I think everybody's going to go off. Let them just the, the sport. The, the spread's twenty four points. He, it's a revenge game from Hugh last year. You don't yeah. want to. He, he's got to show <laughs> yeah, these guys. There is that element you know? where he's going to want to run it up <laughs> in different okay. circles. Yeah, yeah. know your a, place, got, peasant. <laughs> yeah, he's got something. To, I mean, he's got something to prove on what they did to him at Liberty. Kind of put a bad taste in his mouth. Sure, going out. So yeah, he's got a. I mean, you know. He's got to flex on him a little bit, and this is where he does it. And then, because the thing is, it's like, I mean, it's New Mexico State, but you run the score up on him, man. Like, Bama fans are already kind of sweating coming in this one. They're already getting oh, a yeah. little nervous. I had a friend text me. Oh, yeah. I had a friend text me in, oh, in yeah. a group text. It's like some of my high school friends. And he, he's a Bama fan, Bama grad, and a couple other guys in there are Bama fans. And he, he was like, other day, he sent some clip or stat or something. And he was like, I just want to take this moment to let y'all know that, like, just ahead of time, I'm just glad I'm going to be out of the country for this Iron Bowl. <laughs> I, I, I'm like, dead serious, it, man. They really oh, okay. are. I'm, All right. I, I'm dead serious, and Pablo probably has my back on this one. Like, this is probably some of the quietest, like least amount of smack talk I have seen from Bama fans. They are strangely quiet the right now. They are strangely yeah. quiet, and Auburn has a chance to ruin their playoff chances. Um, oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, you can absolutely destroy their playoff chances. I mean, they're going to go to the SEC championship regardless. Yeah, you know you're going I, to Atlanta regardless, but you can kill them. That, yeah, you can't lose to Auburn, beat Georgia, and then still make the playoffs. I think in that scenario, right. Georgia still makes the playoff as a yep. one loss SEC runner up. That's just that's just me. I think yeah. the committee will look at <laughs> well, they've got one loss, and it's to Alabama because there's and, not four right, other undefeated. In. There's not four other undefeated teams that are sitting in the back burner. So. It's like oh, there could be. Michigan State's undefeated, right? Oh, no, I'm sorry, Michigan. Michigan, Michigan yeah, no, and Ohio State. Yeah, but they got to play each other, right? Uh-huh. So one of them's in for sure, right? Right, but and, what up? What up? And then what up? Oregon has already lost one, so and they're in competition. But Washington is still in. But Washington theoretically could win out. FSU right. could win out. And if Texas wins the Big yeah, Twelve, so loss, Georgia's they're out. Four. Georgia's out in that scenario. They're exactly four. Yeah. <laughs> But no, no. If 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 Ohio State, if Georgia loses, and then Ohio State and/or Michigan loses, that would mean there would only be three on Washington, three potential. FSU. That's what I'm saying. If Texas wins out, though, they're in over a, a loss, a one-loss Georgia that didn't win the championship in the conference because Texas beat Alabama. 
Yeah. And Georgia yeah. will have just lost to Alabama. So you're going to go common opponent and no conference champion. Texas is in. Georgia's out with one loss, bros. I'm telling you. If it you works out so? like that. If it works uh, out like uh, that, absolutely. Okay. okay, all right. Yeah, I dig it. I I, I want to listen. You think they would put Georgia in after losing to Alabama if Texas won out? If it was a close one. If it was a close one, I think they get the <laughs> the defending national champion benefit of the doubt. Uh, Uno, I think you Texas know, skip card. Yeah, yeah. I, it, it'll I be interesting. The, the hot take. I'm on an island here. I kind of miss. I the still BCS. think Washington will lose anyway, so it doesn't matter. I definitely miss the BCS trophy. So yeah, I don't totally just. Oh, the trophy that. was elite. But yeah, it I just, was. You know, it, it typically the problem with the playoff is like every year, pretty much, it's always been like three teams and then just like you know the dragon meme where it's like the the menacing mm, yeah. ones and that dumb one yeah. with his tongue out it's always like there's like three teams it's like all right yeah them three for sure and there's a, a 14 that scrapes in it's like like oh, you gotta no, throw them in okay. you got no business being there tcu kind of did it last year and somehow made it and just got obliterated so like i mean for the most part Washington, with the rare Michigan exceptions State, yeah there, there's been you, some stinky ones the bcs the BCS got it more times than it missed it. Obviously, I, I will. T- I will tell you. I agree with that. Hot take. I agree. The BCS got it right more times than they got it wrong, for sure. The problem was when it was close, and you could make a serious argument for three yeah. or four. You'd much rather it play out on the field than correct on the computer. Yeah, yeah. But you, you, most of the most of the because time, the three or the be four, the three or the four, aside from one season, really. You've still ended up with the best two in the championship. Mm-hmm. Auburn, right. Auburn, 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 04, and then 2011 rematch was an absolute travesty to college football. That that whole that whole national championship should just be omitted from the archives. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, that is nasty. Well, there's a guys, lot of there's a lot of Bama championships that, that we could admit, but another episode. Well, hopefully uh, next week uh, we're talking about how Alabama's chances will be ruined. Uh, we're not going to ruin your weekend. We're actually making your weekend better here at the Auburn Express, powered by the War Report. I want to thank Pablo Escobarner. Uh, follow him on Twitter at Pablo Escobarner, just like it's burner. 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 Oh, burner. Yeah, yes, we had right. to go. Yeah, we're back on that. Where we had to switch that over a while back. Okay. All right. Well, um, Barner's and Escobarner's in Twitter heaven. Okay, I gotta. Yeah, we're gonna. You're gonna tell that story on pod here next week. Uh, yeah, Auburn memes at Auburn memes on Twitter. Follow me at Mike Gittens and at the War Report on Twitter, Instagram, TW Report on TikTok. Fellas, we're signing off as always. Where are you?